Funko. I don't even. Uh, special. I don't know. 388? I don't know. Are we that high? Yeah. Yeah, it will. Well, we would have <laughs> had another episode out, but the audio quality wasn't so good on that. So. You can fi- you can listen to it if you follow Matt on Twitter. He, he yeah. put the raw audio up looking for someone to <clears throat> clean it up. Yeah. So if you just really want to listen to it. It right, sucks, so- too, because that was our last one. <laughs> All together, yeah, yeah. In Little Rock, but the fates aligned. We're on a line. All right, uh, so we'll say three eighty eight of Outlanders podcast. Sure. I'm your host Matt. With me, I have Justin. <laughs> and I have our special guest Jennifer. Hey, looks like rain. It's uh, Jennifer, whatnot on Twitter. Uh, so yeah. This is the Jennifer that I uh, moved across the country. She, uh, after a fantastic summer in the Pacific Northwest, realizing how much I love the place, um, Jennifer was getting a house and kindly offered to, to put me up. Um, so this is my landlord. <laughs> and I tricked him into thinking the weather was always this great. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny because we got in Saturday night. Me and Matt drove three days, uh, 12-hour days, <clears throat> more than that. Stayed at some amazing Airbnbs. <laughs> oh boy, my faith in the Airbnb system has been shaking, but I am not deterred. Uh, but yeah, got in Saturday night late, and well, not really but then Sunday and Monday were kind of sunny, clear days, which was awesome. In the seventies. So yeah, uh, to talk about the the trip here, uh, we drove twelve hours, stayed in. Something Colorado? Uh, Burley. I keep wanting to say Boulder. It was Burley, Idaho. No, it was Colorado. Mm-hmm. It was well, there was a Burlington and a Burley, but I think it was... <clears throat> there was actually a Burley, Idaho, because we drove near it, but it was Burley, Colorado. So we stayed at basically an old folks home. Justin had gotten an Airbnb <laughs> right. at an old folks home. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was great, too, because I was like, hey, person, I need to be able to park my U-Haul truck. Do you think... Is this a quiet neighborhood? She was like, and, oh, yeah. And she told me straight up. It was like, this is a retirement community. Um, <laughs> and she was like, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Rose just passed away. Um, <laughs> so, so, it looks like we got a vacancy. Yeah, if, you know, just pull in right behind the hearse and <laughs> just park. <laughs> Might have to wait a little bit. Yeah. So, we we get to this retirement home, which is off a little bit uh, we get to this retirement home, assisted living home, and we're like, I don't know which one of one of these it is. We parked inside in front of one of them, and then... she yeah, she gave me there was the address for the the, the place, right. and then the address where we were to kick up, pick up the key. Was right. to say like what I I thought you have to look for the black wreath on the door. <laughs> I thought it was this business across the street, right. like they owned the business and then had this. I don't know. They did own a business, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. So the so then I realized, yeah. <laughs> Had to go inside the actual retirement home where, like, <clears throat> old people are kept in their rooms or brought out into the the cafeteria slash entertainment area. I don't know. Um, and had to, like, look around to find the office. And I was like, oh, looking for my Airbnb? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got your key right here. As she snatched it out of the old lady's hand, <laughs> holding on to it. And so, yeah, then we go across the street to our, our spot, and it's a... A duplex for old people who are not so uh, invalid, I guess, as 
to need to live in the uh, the community center type area and can kind of live in their own house, but still, you know, be there to be taken care of. Well, uh, so the woman it made this made me think of the scenario from uh, Billy Madison. No, not Happy Gilmore, where like his grandma goes in the old folks' home, and you have uh, Ben Stiller's character. He's got like the mustache. He's taking really, you know, make, and she's having to like knit or something, knit, make quilts or something like that for him. That's basically the scenario I imagine we were <laughs> employing there. Like this lady was forcing these old people to make quilts <laughs> and stuff like that for like some local flea market or right, something. Right, like any scheme that yeah. they could pull off. Like, oh, let's rent out these. They're, they're Are cult- you sure you guys don't want a souvenir to go? We uh, Dolores just made this beautiful quilt. She's getting and, better. <laughs> oh, you guys like pie? Dolores, go make them a pie. <laughs> yeah, so... Pie, Dolores. And we, yeah, <laughs> we we went. And you got the key. And you came back and um, we went inside. And it was funny because we, where were we were, where, where were we that we were uh, talking about the Airbnb? And I was like, I'm not gonna stop you from getting the other room. Oh, we had gotten dinner the night before with some old friends. Oh, right, going away dinner and. <clears throat> Uh, Matt pointed out something. I mean, I had booked those things like a month and a half ago or something that um, we had only booked the one room with the one bed. I think I had thought there was, I think because there was a couch or something. Uh, yeah. I was like, well, that be probably a sitting couch. But then, um, I don't know, he pointed out that it was, you know, one bed. Queen bed, but still, I was like, oh, well, let me look because she's renting two rooms. So I looked and... So that the other room is still vacant, so I'll pick that up. So we get there, and it's like, basically, it's just a small house. I mean, Duplex like, apartment, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, and there's like, you go in, there's a kitchen, you know, there's one bathroom, and there's two bedrooms. Yeah. And it's like, that would have just been awkward if somebody would have rented out one of those bedrooms. It really would have been, because I've stayed at a couple where, I guess I won't stay at one where they're renting two rooms, but like... It's two rooms in the owner's house, right. so you kind of feel like, well, at least the mm-hmm. owner's there. You know, I mean, you know, if there's any problem or whatever, you, you have at least a mediator. You know. um, but this was, yeah, if there was other people there, you would just be sharing the bathroom, sharing the kitchen and the dining room and all that stuff. I mean, granted, if you're in Burley, Colorado, I don't know what you you're not you're not exactly like stationing your excursions to do interesting things. There. Well, you probably rent it out because your grandma died. Yeah. <laughs> or she's dying. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess they would take her to the yeah the hospital, but I imagine I imagine you find out that you know your grandmother's get sick and your, your mom's sick or whatever it is, and it's like, well, we do have an Airbnb over here. But <laughs> you, if you feel like you want to be, be here, close. yeah, because. The doctor's saying that she doesn't have much time left. <laughs> but yeah, so, so... And we also have some lo- lovely snake oil in the, <laughs> in the gift shop. That cures it's good all for ailments. Literally everything. Literally all everything. <laughs> but I mean, other than it being in a retirement community, it was just your basic apartment. Like, oh yeah, it was like fit it actually, in the garage. Was it all everything garage. accessible it and like grab bars and all that? Oh yeah, the bathroom was like huge, huge bathroom with the big, I big bar. Really, on the, I fucking hated the shower because it was a shower. It was a shower that just like it was like you know it, it 
it wasn't in a tub. It was just a walk-in shower. Right. With without a door, it was just a walk-in oh, shower right. with a, a, a curtain. Yeah. And the curtain I just mostly stayed inside. Like, yeah, and I was all like, "This is like so splashy. Like this is gonna be all over the floor." Like, I'm going to get wet and wild up in this mofo. That's yeah. how they free up the apartment, though. You get the floor yeah. wet, and then you slip when you get out of the shower. Yeah. yeah. They're, like, leaning into all the possible ways that an old person might die. And it was just... <laughs> yeah. It was something. And then the second house. So let's talk about the second house. <laughs> so the second house was a quaint... Quaint. Uh, little Farmhouse. It was... A, Probably about twenty miles outside of any civilization. No, it it was maybe maybe. It was 12. only nineteen. Yeah, yeah, you had to pass about three cemeteries. Where <laughs> we definitely had to go down some uh some farm yeah. county roads. So so like you you driving in the middle of the night down these dirt roads or whatever mm-hmm. to get to this luxurious eighteen ninety pioneer. I think is what they. Yeah, said, which, like 1890 Pioneer Farmhouse yeah. is what it was designated as. So we pull up to this And house. I should say, when I booked this, in this case, I was like, no problem. We're oh, yeah. the whole house. It says it's got a full queen, two yeah. bunk beds, <laughs> two pull-out beds. <laughs> two bunk beds. I'm like, I'm like, we're going to have no problem, no problem finding sleep. Somebody's going to... Two people are going to be able to sleep in this, no problem. Right. So we get up in, into this. Uh, we pull up. No lights are on. It's pitch black dark. It's in farmland country, which, by the way, Justin had said, "Oh yeah, the guy just texted me. We were we were stopped at a local place and we ate uh, Mexican." He's like, "Oh yeah, guy told me it may smell like farmland." Yeah, <laughs> but quote that we consider that part of the charm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it may smell like cow shit outside, <laughs> but it's charming cow shit. <laughs> so anyway, so we get there, no lights are on. We're kind of like, That's "Oh shit." We gotta we gotta figure figure out how to get get in the house and everything. So Justin's like figuring out. He's like, I got the code to get the key out of the box. So we get that all figured out. Can't figure out how to turn on the light outside. Yeah, there's no light on outside or on the porch. When we get inside, we can, we still can't figure out how to turn on a porch light. Yeah, and as um, soon as you turn the light on on the inside, it's like, oh yeah, this is an 1890 <laughs> style farmhouse. This is immediately a little creepy. Yeah. So you get inside, and you know it's got nice hardwood uh-huh. floors that creak. Yep. Uh, yeah, and we're walking around and we're looking at stuff, and we, we come across the refrigerator, and the refrigerator has there's some notes around the house, um, helping you you know orient yourself and what you do, and there's a note on the refrigerator that says, uh, "Main floor for guests. Uh, main floor only for guests." Uh, attic, attic, and, attic, attic, and cellar and off, limits. off limits. So we're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in the cellar in the attic? <laughs> you know, like, which I mean, to be fair, what as Jennifer has pointed out, it's, it's not uncommon for for yeah. Airbnb hosts to like make things off limits. Okay. But you're already in creepy house. Yeah. We're already yeah. thinking about uh, Evil Dead. Yeah. You yeah. know, don't go in the cellar. Yeah. Don't go in the attic. Yeah, and so, like, this is a little creepy house. There's some creeping going on. So we're taking a tour of the house and everything. We come into the, we come into the children's room yeah. here. With the, Which is where the bunk beds are. Where the bunk beds. Of course. And so the bunk beds are pretty small. Yeah. Um, I lay down, and when I lay down, I'm like, I look over, and there's a closet. 
full that of tombstones. That doesn't have a door on it. Right. And it has, like, it some a, some old dolls or something. Well, it had, a, it, had a, it had an owl doll. Yeah. And it was just, like, looking at... it, Like, they positioned it so it stares at you while so, you... I will say that, to be fair, it was probably the least creepy doll I've ever seen. There were... And any other so, doll would have been creepier, further, but still... Upon further observation of this yeah. room, there's, like... A door, a small like door, yeah, up above the closet, probably three by three feet, yeah, so and it's, it's so square... high that you can't reach it without yeah. like a stepping yeah. stool. And so, but immediately I'm thinking of a video I've seen on YouTube uh, of like guy finds out woman has been living in his house, and it's this like nighttime footage from the yeah. kitchen where this woman <clears throat> crawls out of this again old house crawl space like above his fridge gets out and crawls down and gets some food and goes back up in there and it turned out that was staged but still like that's the kind of urban myth so we're like i think we were about to try to like open it up it's like i ain't fucking opening that up (laughs) yeah like even if we could reach it like i don't want to be anywhere near it and then like there you know it's just there's just darkness There's windows that don't have any kind of don't have shades on it so we're talking about how like how do you go to sleep knowing that there's just nothing, something could be staring at you from outside? Yeah. <laughs> or you know? worse, you open your eyes and there's somebody's face pressing Exactly. <laughs> and so, at this point, I'm like, Justin, you need to call. We just got to share the master bed. We're just going to have to hold each other until we yeah. fall asleep <laughs> from fear. But So I'm like, yeah, I'm not. And Justin's like, I'm not, I wouldn't sleep in there. Yeah, because I, I claimed, course, just I claimed the, the master bedroom. Yeah. She, to be fair, had one of the windows that yeah. was big and had no blinds uh-huh. on it or anything. So I ended up sleeping. I was <laughs> suffering too. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I ain't fucking doing anything for that. So I shut the door, you know, put a chair up against it. Yeah, we shut the we shut the we shut the bunk bed <laughs> place off. Yeah. And then, um, did you no, no, but we did shut both the doors. We did shut the doors. Though. He's like, I'm not going anywhere near that fucking shit. And then I slept on the couch, which the living room area had windows, huge window that didn't couldn't draw the shades on or whatever. Right. And so it's just kind but of at like least the couch and the furniture in there was all newish. Yeah. So like I just looking at it, I was like I would feel more comfortable in here. It was just <laughs> it was just kind of like a cuddle. You know, you, you get your blanket and you just pull it over your head. <laughs> yeah. If you hear sounds, you go. If I can't see it, it can't see it can, me. Right. It can't get me. Yeah, you. I mean, you know, and the evil entity may be standing yeah, over you, yeah, about four but, inches away. But but that's why you don't look. Yeah, because the moment you do that, it gets you. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the moment you pull face pull, the, pull the little blanket down over your face to see, yeah, horrifying screech. Yeah, like in those computer, like in those computer videos, you prank people with, like, <laughs> get as close to the screen as possible and Sorry. stare. The, the scary lady that comes up making that noise. Yeah, that right. won't happen if you can't see. Yeah. It. So I just, yeah, so um took a bottle of Ambien, and I was like, <laughs> so in the morning, I got, when I got up, I, uh, I took a shower, and I tried to make it sound like a little kid was running around, so I, like, I did, like, like a, like quick that little, kind of, quick, yeah, little quick, little, quick little steps across the floor, and I told Justin, our, I should have, like, spent a minute to, like, look up kid laughter sounds or something like that yeah. on my phone oh my to play them. <laughs> but, of course, it was morning, so, I, like, I heard that, and I was like, that sounds like a like a dog. But 
I don't make no sense. So I didn't, you know. It's a haunted dog. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, another funny part of that was, like, I had got out of the shower, I changed and everything, and Justin got in there and did his stuff, and then we're getting ready to go. And so I go into the bathroom, and I kick out, I kick out the towels and stuff because this Airbnb apparently you did everything yourself. You had not to, quite everything. Well, well, it's funny because like, in the little the long email, it's like, go ahead, you can leave the sheets on the bed. Parentheses, it's your vacation. We'll take care of it. Right. In the very next sentence, it says, uh, "Put dirty dishes in the sink and fill it with warm soapy water, <laughs> and take all the towel towels and, and linens and whatnot and put it in the washer and get that going." Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's your vacation. Here's the chores. Here's the shit you do. Here's the chores. Also, something like on the fridge, it was like take out the the trash to the dumpster. Yeah. uh, Which I could not fucking find, and I so I ended up like leaving it next to the trash can, so at least they would see that I tried. Yeah. I didn't just ignore the instruction. I here it is. It's ready to go. And at that point, you go, fuck it. Like I mean, like. You can't get more money out of me. It's not like a hotel service. You can't yeah. charge me more money. Well, well Airbnb runs on you know mutual reviews, and so they fuck you. I'll just make a new account. They were <laughs> you can't. It's tied to your driver's license. It's tied to your driver's license. Yeah, you have to send an ID when you set up your account. Fucking name change. It is. <laughs> Anyways, so like I kick I kick them out, and I'm like you know in case you just don't. Decides, you know, I'll go ahead and start these, this, this washing these towels. So I'm in there. I'm taking a shit now, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna get on here, and I'm, I've got my surface there. I'm like looking up something or something like that. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, Justin just opens up the door, the bathroom, door, which by the way is like an 18, you know, it's 1890. Apparently, locks weren't fucking invented yeah. for doors. Well, and as it turns out, there were quote-unquote locks. Yeah. There were these hinged metal pieces, two different ones, but they're, like, at the top, and you're supposed to, like, hinge them over when you shut but the door, and they kind of locked Cause, sometimes. Because the toilet was right next to the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as you open up the door, it's just like, hey, what's up, man? What's going oh. On? oh, hey. What's up? Can I have you with something? <laughs> and from my perspective, I had heard him go outside you're right. to the U-Haul. And then I came out of getting ready, and all the towels are in the floor. So I'm like, "Oh, okay, he's." Because I got all my shit out of the bathroom. I figured he was like, "Okay, everything's out of the bathroom. Let's kick all the towels out, shut the door." And so I was—I didn't even think about, <laughs> did not even think about him being there. I was just like, "Oh, oh, shit, sorry, man." I just want to point out that my bathroom door did not have a lock on it, so I'll be yeah. expecting knocking. Oh yes, oh yes. I will, as as I said, as I said. When I got here, I will not be walking in on anybody in the bathroom anytime soon. It would be extra prudent. <laughs> you just gotta be like, uh, there's a guy, uh, there used to be a guy at work, uh, a studying guy, and he would be like, ladies restroom, ladies restroom, ladies restroom. Oh, he would do that multiple times Yeah, he times would do it multiple sure. times just to make sure. And then he would still look in the door and go, like, I mean, he's like, yeah, he's He's spot on. He's yeah. like, nobody's going to get me with no sexual harassment. Right. Like, I fucking not triple check that shit. Yeah. He's got like a GoPro going or something. <laughs> so he can show that yeah, he yeah. took all proper precautions. 
Uh, sad you say that because honestly it could happen. Yeah, Some dumbass yeah. is on their headphones and then they're like, oh my god! And then, you know, yeah. litigious society. Uh, Alright, so uh, Jennifer, is there anything you want to talk about? Oh, gee. We did not die in the 18th. Made it out of there successfully. I don't know. Maybe come back later. Okay. All right. Justin, what's uh, you got anything to talk about? What's going on? <laughs> what's, what's happening in your life? What's new with you, Justin? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we made the drive, and you know we've been kind of doing some touristy stuff. Mm-hmm. Matt's been here, so uh, let's see. What did we? Well, we had the movers come Sunday morning, right? And then we took a drive to uh, a town out on the peninsula called Port Townsend. Which, uh, from where we are, was an hour away. An hour. Yeah. Um, spent a nice sunny day walking around that little burg, um, buying taffy and shit like that. You know what you do in in, in summer towns like that. Um, Spending way too much money on transport. Yep. 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 But uh, what was the shitty place we ate at? You the shitty place? Yeah, Burma. Oh, that was down here. Yeah. That uh, the boat shed, which boat is supposed shed. to be a fancy seafood restaurant here in town, and it sucks balls with terrible service and crappy food. food. Yeah, and crab sandwich that tastes like chicken salad. Their yeah. drinks were okay, but yeah, my bloody Mary was good. Yeah, but uh, I mean they were they were busy because it was a sunny day, and you know, for those that don't know, uh, the Pacific Northwest, especially this time of year, you, any sunny day is a rare jewel. So. Um, but still, I mean, that would excuse the service, it wouldn't excuse the food. Yeah. Uh, so then, we went into Seattle yesterday. We ate sushi that night. We yeah, did eat sushi did. that night, and that oh. was pretty darn good. That was a good, that was a good experience. Was, was and Justin got adventurous and tried durian ice cream. Yeah. Durian is this weird, um, foot smelling. Southeast Asian, yeah, fruit <laughs> that smells. There's all kinds of descriptions people will give, but Foot Locker is not uncommon. What was the name of that place? Origami. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a nice, quaint little place. The people were friendly, good service. Yeah. Cheap sake. I mean, I, I, I got way... I'll, I'll say I ordered a small thing of sake that was probably $4, and it was like the traditional sake bottle. It was like at least four or five shots of sake. Yeah. Um, so, that was a cool place. And then we went into Seattle yesterday. Another sunny day. Mm-hmm. Lovely ride across the ferry. First time on a ferry, Matt? Uh, well, I think this is like the second or third, but I mean, for that distance, I've done one in the Gulf before. But oh, okay. Kid. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at that distance, yeah. And it was only the second time for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd taken one last summer. Yeah. So it was real nice to travel the ferry for an hour mm-hmm. and get out there, good views and stuff like that. Yeah. A little chilly, but you know, I mean, that's to be expected. Right. So, Clear shots of uh, Mount Rainier mm-hmm. and, uh, and Mount Baker, and then obviously the city that we come in. And the Olympics. Mountains are good. So I love this place. One of the one of the many things. But uh, yeah, we did spend some time in Seattle. We uh, there's a huge Japanese culture store, I guess, for lack of better word. Lots of manga. I would say so probably more manga than so, anything. So it is Japanese or is it Chinese? Because I know it's right next to Chinatown. Oh, no, wait, no. Wait, yeah. It was in Chinatown, right? right? I think Kawajimaya is Japanese, but... Okay. Was that, was that the name of the big... 
Well, so complex. the area used to be Chinatown, but they call it the International Bookstore because it's right, Chinese right. and Japanese primarily. Ah. But I think Wajimaya is Japanese, and the bookstore is the part that we spent the most time in. But the store itself has got all kinds of cool, like, cooking gadgets mm-hmm. and all kinds of Asian, every kind of Asian food you could ever want, including durian. All this weird, like, fresh seafood and meats and cuts that you would really want. Yeah. We barely weird. saw any part of the store. Tons of Japanese and Chinese, well, I guess mostly Japanese, uh, candies. I have a big mm-hmm. food court that has just about every kind of Asian food you can, you can possibly mm-hmm. want. Yeah. And then the, uh, you know, the manga type store had all kinds of Japanese goods, like actual goods from Japan. Mm-hmm. My boss, incidentally, is obsessed with this uh, friction. I think it's friction or, yeah, it's friction. F-R-I-X-I-N brand of, like, pins and markers that are erasable. They use heat to erase. She's ordered these things off Amazon, you know, when they come in Japanese packaging. Um, so I took pictures of that for her because they had all kinds of stuff that we've never even heard of. They have great stuff for writing and journaling. They have yeah. these journal books that if you order them on Amazon, they're the styles that everybody wants. I can't even pronounce the name of the journal or something. But mm. everybody wants the ones that have got it inside. They're like 40 bucks on Amazon. They stock them there in all the different colors. Really? Mm. That surprises me because I feel like most of the stuff we looked at is cheaper on Amazon. Mm. But maybe for stuff like we were looking at, like, for example, if you were to buy a Blu-ray, um, it's a movie that came out recently. Was your name? Your name, yeah. And it was like forty dollars, and you could find Amazon, of course. Yeah, there's really no excuse for spending double the price here because you can get same day delivery almost all over Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> um, but otherwise, it was just really cool looking at a ton of manga and figures and whatnot. We do. We went down to the uh, Pike Marketplace, mm-hmm. and uh, that is the traditional Seattle tourist trap <laughs> where they throw the fish, and you got the gum wall, and yeah. it's right right down by the, the the waterfront there near the ferry, or sorry, you're near the Ferris wheel. Um, and uh, I had some went into a, a German meat shop that also had like hot sandwiches and whatnot, and that was pretty good. And had a, Excellent. Um, Ruben. Yes. Um, and it was it was interesting because it was granted it was Monday and it was around lunchtime, but I was surprised at how busy it was, especially trying to get in to get food, even as we spent time there and it was what two and we decided to leave and we went back to there's this uh grogi shop that I fell in love with last time. The line was still off the door. I don't know if it was just uh, maybe it was sunny. Because nobody can walk by and smell that without wanting to go and get some. Seriously, <laughs> God. But we were able to like kind of bebop right in last summer. But I guess we just got lucky. Um. Yeah. So, just you know, checking out Seattle. It's, a, it's an interesting, interesting city. Constantly growing. You see a lot of construction. Other than not construction, there's. Cranes are kind of joked about around Seattle because they're everywhere. Uh, Jennifer, you went, you went somewhere today. Yes, I didn't know if you wanted to talk. About you know, talking about Seattle. So you know what we should have done yesterday when we were downtown? Is we should have gone and seen the Amazon malls. 
because they're almost completed construction and they're making those giant glass domes for oh, yeah, their offices. Like geodomes. Yeah, they've got them and they're almost completely done. And you can go in and they've got gardens growing and shit in there and it's pretty cool. Oh, like just like regular people. I think you can go in. It's hmm. supposed to be set aside for like their employees if they want to take a break during the day and mm-hmm. revitalize themselves. They yeah. need these giant expensive glass domes to do it because Seattle's not good enough, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but we should definitely go and have a look at those. But yes, if, if you don't know, Seattle, uh, Jennifer was talking about how it used to be, um, it was, it was a working blue collar, working class city. Um, and it was you know, on the verge of kind of going downhill like Detroit but then between Microsoft and particularly Amazon <laughs> and, uh, you know, renewed interest in Boeing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's really been taken off and it's kind of the new San Francisco as far as, Expensive places to live. Also, construction everywhere. I don't know. I see living in Seattle kind of like a divorce. It's expensive because it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. There's a reason everybody's flocking here. Yeah. See, yeah, it's a it's a cool city. Although, I mean, for me, I think it's more of everything around Seattle. Yeah. I love the mountains and the, the Olympics and just the even the waterways and whatnot, and even just living in a little littler town like Bremerton, I have the option to go to Seattle by ferry, and that's awesome because it's a major city and there's all kinds of stuff going on there that we can catch, festivals or whatever. Um, it's where PAX Prime is and where PAX began because Penny Arcade is here. Um, Wizards of the Coast is here. It's a very geeky town. Nintendo is here. Very geeky. Um, there's all kinds of bars downtown that are gamer bars where mm-hmm. you can bring your poor kids play and drink and there's gamer trivia nights and there's nerds everywhere here for sure yeah <laughs> definitely a good time for nerds and then today we finally got our taste of true pacific northwest weather with the uh cloudy and drizzly on and off uh but we still took a trip to uh state park uh which is just one of many state parks in washington uh with in this case being on the uh Peninsula. It has some uh, old growth forests, lots of moss and ferns and banana slugs and newts, I think. They were newts. So that's cool. Walking about you know, slightly drizzly weather. We were the only people on the trails, so that was, that was nice. The best thing about hiking is after the after. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. That was good hiking. And we had, we had tacos. Yeah. A pretty good little Mexican restaurant in Shelton. So, yep. Also, and, we did some board gaming last time. Yeah, yeah. played a Street Fighter deck builder game. Mm-hmm. That was Kingdoms. Yep. So, Street Fighter game. Nice. We don't have to play Street Fighter again, but we should. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I would be totally. I think it would go a lot faster. It did take a long time. Um. Yeah. So now you just got to get set up your setup right now, so you can work. Right. And uh, we'll start hitting that, I guess, Friday. Are you going to try to do it Friday? Um, I'll probably try Thursday. Okay. Um, if I can get comfortable with a few things, okay. of course, I mean, we'll have the weekend. It's just something I haven't decided yet. I told my boss, just don't expect me this week. Yeah. But if you want to time, save your vacation day, it's time on Saturday. Yeah, that's kind of, kind of <laughs> what I was thinking. Do you Plus, need I'm gonna to save your vacation days? I mean, like... No, I actually have really generous uh, PTO system, but yeah. I'm still miserly about it. It's like, 
the more money you make, that's just more stuff you want to use it on. So it's the same thing with vacation days. Well, and it's not like you're going around other places that you want to go around here. Even exactly. just a one-day trip. To have the ability to take a day off, especially in the middle of the week for some. And when, when the summer's weather is gorgeous, some mm-hmm. of the trails are so crowded. And yeah. that's the problem with the whole Amazon thing. Um, last summer, my sister Emma was out here. I took her to a really popular hiking spot called Dunny, Dunny Creek Water Slide. And it's up by Snoqualmie Pass. And you go down this little forest road, and then we were not even a quarter of a mile down this road, and we're still almost two miles from the trailhead. And there's cars lining the road on both sides of the road, all the way up to the trailhead. And the trailhead parking lot, of course, is completely full. So we actually turned, we were able to turn the car around and found a spot where it's just kind of, because I've got a small car, I was able to just like wedge it in mm-hmm. off the side of the road, and we were about a quarter mile from the trailhead. But then when we hiked up to the water slide, it's this natural rock water slide where the water just cascades down on a series of really smooth rocks. And it was, you know, it was an 80-something degree day, so everyone in their room was oh, there. Yeah. And, it, and when we came around the corner to where you could see it, it was like a, almost like a public pool. There were so many people there. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you want to do on a Wednesday. Right. You know, take off and go yeah. on a Wednesday when no one else is going to be there. That's when you want your days off. When I was in Arkansas, <laughs> there wasn't hardly anything. I mean, I saved my days for going to visit my parents in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, Iceland. <laughs> or going, yeah, taking a trip to Iceland or whatever, Gen Con. Um, and so I'll still do some of that, but I'll take every day I can have, especially mm-hmm. for the, the, the short summer months where it's sunny most of the time. Do you want to talk about the great new video game that I've introduced you to? So, Lego Marvel Super Heroes uh, and how much you love it? <laughs> game's awful. I don't know why. <laughs> Come on, don't you want to talk about how wonderful no, the I controls are? The camera <laughs> angles? I feel sorry if anybody we are even remotely close to on Twitter has any contribution whatsoever to that game. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... It's, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, I, granted, we were doing the missions that Jennifer has not been able to You guys finish. missed all the fun parts of the game, so I left all the annoying ones, and yeah. that's what you guys were doing. It's just the kind of game, and I know that, like, a lot of Lego games have had good reviews and are, are popular, and this is the kind of one where, you're, where you realize, like, oh, like, okay, they've made a bunch of these, and a few of these they have not spent so much time on, you know, ironing out the fun, or or building in the, the fun because the controls for flying to actually beat a race or racing it's like it's the kind of thing where you're like okay they spent just a little bit of time on this <laughs> they got it well, up and running it makes you think of a port you know like mm-hmm. like they took existing system and just brought it over there and didn't even bother like refining it yeah all. making sure the controls yeah, were the way they, they should like, be you know nobody it, it's for like a percentage of the games like one percent of the game so yeah. we're just gonna We've done enough time on that. Let's spend let's spend more time just putting in a bunch of more shit. Well, it appears yeah. to be technically the last four point nine percent because yeah. I'm ninety five point one percent complete. Oh man! <laughs> so it's like, oh, uh, guys, let's just spend a lot of our time reskinning it and putting in, <laughs> you know, putting in new costumes. Fun voice actors. I will say, there's voice. like fucking every Marvel character you've ever heard of, <laughs> plus some, in yeah. this game that you can play as. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm not talking about, I don't want to talk about that. Um, Alright, uh, so I got some stuff to talk about here. 
Uh, do you think the toilet paper industry has statistics like SPD, shits per day, SPS, squares per shit, or SPW, squares per wad? <laughs> I'm sure that they you know, have like, SPS. I'm sure that they do. But where do they get that information? Well, I'm just it's, saying. It's a survey. Do you think they like, they oh. do like the whole police interrogation thing or something? They make people go... You know, go take a how many squares? Yeah, or maybe they do like a prison study. You know, like and like how many you know prisoners are they allowed like one roll per week? Oh God! You know, do they have to conserve it? They probably do. Oh no! You know, or, or is it or is it just like like look, your daily allowance of toilet paper is X number? Of yeah, yeah. And do they have a choice of like two ply or like is it just like the shittiest of the shit? Oh, oh it's, I'm sure it's, sure it's the sandpaper. It's the same. It's the same. Oh, wait, or maybe maybe it's just a, oh my god, maybe it's a office. bidet situation. You know, mm. like a what situation? A bidet. Oh, you know, hmm. and maybe only ter- certain times during the day. You know, you have a scheduled shit during the bidet. You know, yeah, you like uh, sound horn honk, and you're like, oh shit, I got, I got, I got. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Try, try. Oh and yeah! Then, like, and so they could get you like yeah. on a schedule. You, yeah, well, you know, yeah, and you. I don't know. You know, what if I mean? you don't like, make that, you don't shit that yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> or it stays in there and oh man, hangs out for a little bit. In Shawshank Redemption, Red's talking about how he's you know he can't take a piss without someone telling him it's okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. institutionalized. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, like you know, I mean, it's a. I bet you can get a lot of information. From prisoners on statistics, stuff yeah. like uh, the shits per squares per shit. Yeah, the SPS. Most of the rest of the world thinks we're savages because we use paper. Yeah. yeah. Really? We the days are that. Paper. See, because I've never, obviously, I've never used a bidet, but I don't. It doesn't seem like it's going to do what I need it to do. Right. Well, I I was reading reviews of bidet seats on Amazon that you can get, and you attach them to your toilet, and they have like a little control on the side. Right. And you hook them into the water supply, save them for toilet. And I guess they have like the, the cheap ones that are like around $40, and they have like the fancy ones that actually heat the water, which sounds appealing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. But you read the reviews of these $40 bidets and people go crazy about them, talk about how great they are and how they hardly use any toilet paper now and they never knew. And this one review, it's burned into my brain because the guy's talking about how previous to this, my bathroom activities were like cleaning peanut butter out of a shag carpet, but now I don't have that issue anymore. Well, but like that's exact situation. For $40. Is what, like, like, I don't know why, but I just... In my head, I'm having trouble, like, if... I'm going to get real specific right now, but, like, if feces is smeared against the skin, I can't imagine the water... Pressure. Yeah, like, unless you've got, like, a a power wash wash. type thing, which I don't think I want, like, you know, maybe that goes up the hole, and that's... I'm not looking for that experience this morning. Maybe if you don't use paper, you're not actually smearing anything. I think you go on a half... Maybe. I think you're supposed to use it to help... Like you spray it but out, you but then still you use dry. you still use toilet. It uses less toilet paper. Maybe. I don't know. You should look at those Amazon but reviews. They're pretty funny. To your, but I mean, like in, in France, that's what they use, right? In there ain't Japan, no toilet paper. Japan is like oh, yeah. very fastidious about hygiene, and they would never. And, they, the and they've got squat 
toilets. Apparently the hotels in Japan have all these cool controls on the toilets and stuff. I've heard of that. Yeah. They make little noises when you finish. And they, they play a little song while you pee because apparently a lot of people have shy bladders. So the public toilets have like little music playing while you while you go so that nobody hears the sound of you peeing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are there eco-friendly people out there that use towels instead? Like we have cloth diapers for babies. And what about baby wipes? Shouldn't they just make baby bidets? Huh. I know that there are people who will, if they're toilet training their babies, will like have them outside in the summertime and stuff and just let them go wherever. And other cultures do that, for sure. Yeah. Just let them well, if you're this. wearing the baby against your skin and the baby starts to tinkle, you can just move it out and hold it away while you use it. You know, give it a shake and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know about using a towel like as in place of toilet paper. I think that would be awful. But like you said, cloth diapers, it's a big thing, especially around here. Yeah. They have services for it, so you don't even have to wash them yourself. I mean, maybe that's the thing. Maybe you do the bidet and then you use a little uh, hand wipe. Maybe for a yeah. baby, you just have to have like, a little hand, squirt ball. Hand towel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just hose them down. <laughs> well, you know, you use like uh, buy one of those like mustard ketchup bottles and you just <laughs> yeah. You know, All right, you good to go. Yeah. I was lost. Where does it? But I guess you put them in the sink, like the the the, the, the baby. Yeah, well, because like, like in you're the washing, sink you gotta you wash put your dishes. No, no, I, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, the, I guess the laundry room sink. Most people, a lot of people, are like, oh, but yeah, where are you washing the feces to? Just get the take them in the backyard. Get the garden hose. I went to law school with a guy that carried around a towel on his belt so that you didn't have to use paper towels in the restroom. That was extreme, even for my school. Yeah. Which was full of hippies. Because what does he carry around, like a Ziploc bag that he can put that into? Afterwards? No, he had like a like a towel, like a hand towel that he just had like attached on a, a what do you call those clips? Yeah. On his on his belt, and so that's what he used, and he was doing it, you know, to make an example of you know you shouldn't be using paper towels, but we were all like, oh, paper towel. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. I thought he was wiping his ass with that. No. Having <laughs> well, I mean, I don't that. know if he was. I hope not. <laughs> but, <laughs> I never okay. asked. Yeah. Uh, I could bet money every time I pull up to a gas station that at least 25% of the pups can't print out a fucking receipt. <laughs> Please see cashier. Yeah. For receipt. Fucking hate that shit. And I, always, and I don't know why, but it feels like... It feels like a... a sorry, I'm It feels like a, a sham. Like they're yeah. trying to pull something over. Like, make you go inside and buy something. I guess. That's how yeah, they make them, money. Maybe so, Right? Yeah. This pay at the pump has been terrible for gas stations. It's true. Because <clears throat> you get none of that impulse, like, oh, I want a candy bar or whatever. That's why we got all those ads at the pumps. Yeah. Uh, Zima featured in Everything Sucks, the, the show. Mm, and course. on an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What? Is Zima making a comeback? Yeah, can you buy it now? Yeah, well, I don't know. I want to be on Agents of Shield. Like, uh, uh, most recent episode, one of the most recent episodes of Agents of Shield, a guy walks into a bar and, and he's like, hey, "Give me whatever, you, give me a tap or whatever, you know." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> and uh, give so me a tab. He, he, he drinks a beer, and he takes the drink of it. He's like, oh, it's, "It's horrible." Oh, it's nothing like like I imagine. Oh, I don't want this. And he's like, "Give me something that tastes a lot better than this." And so the bartender pops a Zima and hands it to him. Oh my god, Zimas. that is so product placement. That's the worst kind, too, because <laughs> they're like saying, this thing, bad. This product, 
but you can clearly see good. Well, I think that was the whole joke behind Zima back in the day. Zima is still sold and marketed in Japan. In February of 2017, Miller Coors announced they are in negotiations to bring Zima back to the U.S. market. What year? That was 2017. So it's, they're, they're pushing it now. Now comes the push. It's right Coors. Oh, man. And you, you've almost got me watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but that's a big, fat turnoff. <laughs> To know that they okay, do that. well, it's the, like the sixth season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, but it's not like every say. episode they're like, you got a Coca-Cola over there? Well, I'm you wondering. Can you name you? Hey, uh, I don't remember, I can't remember that guy's name. He's the main guy. Paul Walker? Oh, in Avengers. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Walker. His first name How is did Agents. you jump to Paul Walker? Yeah, they got killed. Um, Asia Coulson. Yeah, yeah. Asia Coulson, yeah. Agent hey, hey, Coulson, can you hand me a Burger King Whopper? <laughs> Don't give me none of that. A delicious other <laughs> Burger, Burger King Whopper. Well, I mean, you should look up. I've seen videos of particular, like mediocre week to week. Oh yeah, like yeah. Hawaii Five O is infamous for it. Yeah. Just look up like Hawaii Five O product placement, and <laughs> they literally write. A scene where the characters are going through a commercial, basically. Like, oh, yeah, I've got such and such food. Hmm, this is pretty good. Wasn't it Subway? Hurley, the Subway, Hurley yes. Was in the Subway yes, yes. I have a delicious six-inch yeah. meatball. Specifically named Sub. Oh, this is quite good. <laughs> I picked up at Subway. I, I eat think them all the, the time. Skit. I think yeah. that's it. Uh, who puts, I was the fifth link in the human centipede on the resume. <laughs> You know, like, what do you think? Like, you know, do you think the guy, the, you know, the people that were part of the human centipede, they're like, here's my resume, here's my photo. They're and on the back, on the they're like, I was number six link in the human centipede. Yeah. You know, the guy that was like, oh, oh, oh that was me. That was me. <laughs> I don't know anything about that movie, but I know that the you know linked up with yeah, the, the mouth is South it. Park, that South Park episode taught me. At oh least. yeah, that one guy's like, oh, I'm sorry guys, but this Mexican just looks so good. Yeah. But yeah, oh, so, so fucking so, gross. So like, I mean, like you know, who is there? Is there any actors that are or actresses that are like proud of that? Oh I, yeah, I, you know that. I mean, it's on their IMDb. I mean, yeah, you know? I mean, like, it's just right. so like, it was a, it was a tough Mom, role. Mom, I got a part in a movie. <laughs> you, you won't know, believe what I have to do. You're not gonna <laughs> what part? The end part. <laughs> I'm at the end uh, of the movie. Ooh, I'm in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if I was running for Congress, I think I could easily get elected on my platform of. More accurate progress bars. <laughs> I would target the installation and download sectors. Yeah. No more percentages. No more bars without information. Everything must be visible. I want X out of Y data has been downloaded. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm tired of the fucking. Such and such has been installed. I'm tired of the fucking spinny wheel on my Apple phone when it's downloading an app. I want fucking percentage. I want to know, like, you've downloaded 10 megabytes out of 100 megabytes. <laughs> Don't give me, like, ooh, fucking... Uh-huh, like, oh, okay, oh, 99%. Yeah. 99%. Hang on, hang on, 99%. No more. Take that to the bank, I don't know. Your progress bars and shit. And Chicken in every pot. Progress bars with percentages. 
<laughs> it's funny how we still lock a bathroom door, even though we know friends will not walk in. <laughs> <laughs> do, not, do not tell me you wrote that before. I probably did. Holy shit. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, lesson learned. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, I was thinking, lock like, your doors, hide your hide your bodies <laughs> yeah. around me. I was thinking, you go over to a friend's house and you still turn and lock the door. Yeah. But you're like, I mean, well, someone's gonna walk I mean, in. Yeah, they know I mean, in the bathroom. You know, I mean, like, it's a closed door. I just, you know, everyone where, knows where, what a closed door where, means. Where, Justin. where, where? I mean, I don't see him here right now with me, so he must be somewhere else. <laughs> Might be in the bathroom in that closed door. Better not open yeah. it. Yeah, these are all thoughts that normal people, that normal non-Justins have. How come? Yeah, you because know, I, I asked you, Justin. How come chapstick doesn't have a screw on it? How does it? You know, it's weird to me that chapstick is just, you know. I agree. Lipstick, lipstick, I think, is kind of the same way. Isn't yeah, it, it just like, pops off. It just in your purse. Yeah, it's see, everywhere. See, see, and that was the only man. And then it ruins your twenty dollars lipstick. Yeah, yeah, and I was all like, "What? You just put a couple notches yeah. on that and just..." Screw. It's not like you're popping off the chapstick bottle all the all fucking yeah, day. Yeah, it's all like, and even if you are, yeah, it's not an emergency where I gotta go. I gotta fucking. Well, I gotta have it right now. I gotta, get, I gotta pop the lid off and get that chapstick on. <laughs> My lips are cracking. I must have it in the next. Two seconds instead of the next five seconds. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, we're lucky that, um, yeah. I mean, if if you made a chapstick with a screw on top, you'd probably be a billionaire right now. <laughs> you better patent that right now. Patent, patent, patent. You have to show all these. Screw on top. All this black and white footage of people pulling out. Oh, oh, it's all over their keys yeah. and gone. Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> well, I think you know. Try the, some of my screwed lube. What is it? The 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 lip balm, right? The the one. That, uh, you, Carmex. You, yeah, 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 that screw on. Yeah, yeah that screw. That screw on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last thing I got: two seater bike. Talk about what a useless purchase. <laughs> Like, you may use that a handful of times. Like, what the fuck? Who gives it? Yeah. Why the fuck are you buying a two-seater? Because cause your girlfriend or your boyfriend wants to go on a fucking ride with you? Like, bitches, I want you. Get your own bike. You pay your own shit. Bitch, <laughs> you get your own bike. I got my own bike. <laughs> I don't need you slowing I don't me need down. To commit to, like, a lifetime of fucking biking. And by the way, I love you, honey. And yeah, I'm just saying, like. But I don't love you enough. I don't, I don't, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't need, you know, I don't need to commit to wasting my money on a fucking bike that I can't use without you. I I can't use without you. Can you imagine how awkward is that now? I'm riding a fucking bike, a two seater bike by myself. Yeah. Oh, look at the lonely guy. Yeah. That's like, that's that's some, that's some for sale baby shoes, barely worn. Imagine you're watching. Rocky, and you see the fucking what's his name, the old guy Mick riding around on a two seater bike. Nobody's on the back. You're like, come on, Rocky, you got it, you got. It. No. He looks amazing, but look at that loser. Look at that. You know, never <laughs> mind, he's riding a two seater bike. Must, he must be a widow. His wife. Must <laughs> oh be. yeah, it would get the full sympathy. But yeah, like you can't. I mean, I guess you could ride it on its own, but I mean, that's weird. Like you said, yeah, I you know, mean, it's, too, it's, just, it's longer. 
It's it's still gonna have to buy. buy. What's the resale value on that piece of shit? Oh man, yeah. Like that's like a house with a swimming pool. You know, they say it adds no value. It's just there, and now you got to find someone that wants that shit. I mean, this was a fucking this was a swimming pool. I can go swim by myself. Nobody's all like, look at him out there enjoying his fucking nice ass pool by no. himself. They're all envious. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's all like, oh boy, he, he doesn't have to share his pool with anybody. Fucking shitty purchase there. No, I'm out there sunbathing and you know just backstroking my ass off. Yep. I ain't doing no fucking synchronized swimming up in that That's motherfucker. Right. Yep. Two, I saw somebody riding a two-seater bike, and I was like, really? this is fucking this is stupid. How'd that's you, the stupidest got you person. thinking and about it, And that's what made it? me thought. Was, was it in like, Seattle? Was it in Seattle? No, I don't I think it was in Seattle. Seattle. Really? I mean, I mean, that seems I like made some... It, I made it after the chapstick talk, so it must have been. hipster thing. It must have been. But yeah, it was Probably two-seater like, unicycles. Yeah. I don't think you can have a two-seater unicycle. They'd figure it out. They'd figure it out. One would be higher than the other. You are just picturing it wrong. Oh, yeah. You can have a unicycle with trainer wheels. Do you, like, start off with that? Do they, like, you go, like, up to a clown and be like, hey, where can I get a unicycle? And I'm like, we got to start off slow with the one with training wheels. It's got triangles on it. And do they, like, you know, you just, you just pedal along. And I, how do you take off, how do you start off on a unicycle? You just take a run to start? I think you just, yeah, you kind of, like. Or you just hop on it and, like, step I feel into like you got to kind of prop yourself up, like, on something. And then, and every time you see one, especially at low speeds, you seem kind of, you know, they got to get it going, and they're wobbling yeah. back and forth. Like there's a man, you know, we you talked about we talked about that plate spinning thing, and like you were so you were like, oh man, look at this person impressed by this lady. Spinning I'd be all impressed with somebody pedaling a unicycle uphill. You know, yeah, like, yeah. You, you guys thought... haven't ever seen the Unipiper, then have you? The guy that huh? rides around Portland wearing a kilt, is that the playing guy that... the bagpipes, that's dressed that's like Darth Vader? No, wow. <laughs> He's like a beloved. Weird figure in Portland, <laughs> and he's everywhere. He dresses up like Darth Vader in a in a kilt, and plays the bagpipes riding down the street on his unicycle. Seriously, that, Google that, him, unicycle. It's a, a hell of a life, right he's there. A weird old dude. But I mean, that's the kind of person that you would expect to ride a unicycle, right? Like, it's not yeah. just an average person yeah. who's riding it to work. <laughs> it's just some guy that's got all this time on his hands. Unipiper sounds like the copycat of the Unabomber, except he's using pipe bombs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, uh, now I imagine somebody's like, yeah. And they go out and they commit some pipe bomb oh, things. No. Cause, and then he's that like, was a good idea. He's like, call me the Unipiper. Right, he's right again. Yeah. They start to like, oh. The, that this, name is trademarked. Yeah. Cited in episode The terrorist bomber. And he's like, no. He's right again. Unipiper. Yeah. I use, specifically, I solo out people with one pipe bomb and I... You know, send it Piper, right? You know, Piper. Get a Piper. I mean, get it right. I mean, Piper's gonna pipe a pick with a unipipe bomb. Pipe bomb. You best call me Unipiper. You might find out. Yes. Mm. All right, that's all. Okay. <laughs> uh, no more about toilet paper. No, I think so. I don't got anything else in there. Let's see. Thoughts. It's too early for thoughts. Too early for thoughts? I mean, too early, like, in your transition. Oh, here. yeah. No, I don't know. I, oh, I was talking to Matt about how... What would you... Okay, how about this? Because, Jennifer, you played WoW. Um, what would you want to see 
in a World of Warcraft 2? Would you want to see, like, the sequel to World of Warcraft? And how yeah. would you... Well, we talked, you know, we talked about this on the drive up. It was, a, you know, saying World, War, you know, World of Warcraft 2 sequel where it'd be set way in the future. That's um, right. And you could, you know, you're basically looking at the lineage. It's almost kind of like Star Wars or something like that. So you'd be looking at the lineage of World of Warcraft and, like, you'd yeah. have... And you'd probably have cross cross races now by then. You know, you'd have half Maybe. Orcs, half That'd be interesting. I like the orcs. idea of, like, the blood elves. Half gnome, half foreign. Uh, <laughs> yeah it's a normal sized creature it's like human size uh, but I like the idea of like the blood elf planet and it looks all fanciful and high and posh and super posh but like they also have like super posh spaceships you know they're the, the really fancy aliens quote unquote even though they're just uh, blood elves and I think that would be really cool. So you want more of a like sci-fi casino world. And Yeah, if we're talking about way in the future, I'm thinking they have... Advanced technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how, you know, in movies, it's usually a mix. It's either, it's either, fa- it's either magic or technology. Right. You know? It's never... That's the, what made Star Wars so famous, right? You know, it was a little both. Yeah. But it's never like a cross of like uh, this person can cast a spell, and this person has a blaster. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's always been um, we live in a world part. of dragons and fantasy and right. everything, and we don't have cars or anything like that. Right. But I mean, I Which, think Bright was supposed to, you know, kind of kind of that yeah. That's more bit. modern times. Even Tolkien was like that, though, if you think about it, because like. When it was time to face the Balrog, it, only Gandalf could do it. All the rest of them had swords, and there was there was no point to it. Yeah. And, oh. Oh my goodness. Well, and then I mean, it's not movies, but Final Fantasy, for several entries now, I don't know when it started, is pretty much decided it's like futuristic sci-fi, but also people cast fire spells and shit. You know, like yeah. the most recent one, they're riding, yeah, they're riding it's like a car. boy band riding around in a car, but they're also like got swords and shit and they're fighting giant monsters. Well, I thought that, you know, what was it, uh, Final Fantasy 7 with Cloud and he had like a gun sword, right? No, he didn't have the oh. gun sword that was Final Fantasy 8, that was oh, okay. Squall. But yeah, Cloud, like, he's got a giant sword, they're casting heal spells and Again, fireballs and meteors, but they're also running around an industrialized city. And he picks up a guy that's got like a Gatling gun arm. You know, they they get an airship at some point. It's that, kind of almost like steampunk, though. Technology. Yeah, it's, it's very like, steampunky. Not futuristic, but it's like kind of idealized past technology. Like kind of. Yeah. Well, you asked about what we'd like to see in World of Warcraft. I'd like to see them back away a little bit from the lack of customization that they've gotten to because when I played WoW at what I think was the height of its playability there were all the talent trees and you could really do interesting things with your characters but mm. now everything's gotten really cookie cutter and I yeah. know that they did it to make it less complex and to make it more approachable for new players but I think it took a lot of what I really liked about the game out of it when they did that because I used to play in Burning Crusade PvP as a Druid, you could do some serious healing, and you could do serious attacks with a, with a cat hybrid, and it was tons of fun. And they've just completely cut off any kind of options like that. Mm-hmm. And that's think... kind of when I lost interest was when that started happening. <clears throat> and unfortunately, they've shown that that's kind of 
how they do things. That now with something like Overwatch, I think that they have struck an amazing balance where a new player can get in there and pick up, say, Farah and like, okay, this is how I fly. I shoot rockets in this direction, and that's all I have to know how to do with this character, and I can do some stuff. Or, you know, someone that's played Farah for 200 hours knows that they can use their little concussion thing to, like, throw themselves away from a wall and be in a really odd position all of a sudden and use their ultimate. You know, like, there's really high... Or there's a there's a really low, ce- low floor and a really high ceiling for Overwatch. And I think that for World of Warcraft 2, they could do a similar thing where you can get in there and right off the bat, you can kind of pick this out of the other and then maybe... It'll say, like, you know, once once you get comfortable, here are little things you can do to adjust. But if you don't give a shit about that, you play perfectly fine. I like that idea because you're sitting here talking right after I said I want it to be more customizable and I don't care if it's harder to approach. But we just had this conversation about one of the reasons that I don't pick up a game like Overwatch is because I assume that people who have been playing forever are going to be so much better than I am. And you said, no, no, it's totally approachable. And that sounded appealing to me. But on yep. the opposite, when it comes to WoW, I don't want it to be approachable. Yeah. I want to have to put in the hours and figure it out so that I can be good. Well, you know, back in, what was it, back in Burning Crusade, you had, you know, you had, they introduced Jimming in that, in that expansion. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think in the expansion after that, they introduced an inscription. Mm-hmm. And they've gone away from, like, these professions being, yeah. like, like, nowadays, yeah. it's it's just, it, I don't know, they, they've... But to your point, like, now that you mention it, Wrath was sort of the height of complicated. Yeah. Because you had gear great. that was, like, socketed, it's got this enchantment on it, you added this thing to it, and also other shit I can't even remember yeah. at this point. There's a huge description of multiple, multiple colors. But it was great, and it was great because your experience was your experience. And there were those websites where it's like, if you're a druid healer, this is what you have to have. Yep. But you didn't have to. You could do lots of other things and still be pretty good within the parameters of yeah. rating. And it was complex, but... It gave you stuff to do that was meaningful, that wasn't just mm-hmm. grinding. Like, I could pursue recipes or gems or, you know, items that made a difference. And now a lot of it is just, well, that looks cool, even though it's not beneficial to me, so I'll get it so that I can use the appearance later. Mm-hmm. That's that's not motivating to me to play hard, yeah. to go after things. I just like, you know, looking back on it, thinking about it now, I, I would like to see them bring back a team. Yeah, attunement was really? totally awesome. Yeah. Like just because it because it, it shows commitment. Yeah, it shows commitment. Yeah, but and then you don't get the casuals in there. Well, at I the mean, same you time... can still have the looking for raid stuff. You know, you can have a dump, but it's always going to be delayed. You know, I think that's the way they kind of do it right now. They delay it for looking for raid. You know, it's delayed by like a month or something like that. But. For you to get in and, and run with a guild or something like that, you have to give you have to give way more pros. You have to, and you and you have to make it so that people want to do that and also get rewarded for doing that. Yeah. Right. Well, look and, at look at Karazhan, how hard it was to get into Karazhan back in the day. But they set all those tasks for you because if you couldn't do those things, you would you wouldn't do well in Karazhan anyway. And the bar for entry is so low now that it's just, it's not fun. And then there's that whole raid finder system that encourages the rush, rush, rush. And if you make a single mistake, they kick you out of the group because they don't want to 
waste time on the story. They don't want to kill any of the, you know, spare mobs, and you have to take this path through the instance to kill the fewest number of possums we can get in and get out. That's not fun. What's the fun in that? It's yeah. like a chore. I don't know. Yeah. People approach their lives like that. It just seems like that would be no fun at all. <clears throat> I would want them to do... I mean, I like the idea of a futuristic take, like when we were talking about, you know, what does World of Warcraft look like in 10,000 years or something. It's basically like Warhammer 40k. Because Warhammer is based on goblins and humans and catapults and all that, and orcs. But Warhammer 40k is space marines and orcs in space and all that stuff. And that's a cool idea. (laughs) So, like, I mean... War of Warcraft is already basically a ripoff of Warhammer, so like I would love to see them do the whole future thing. But I would also love to see just a better WoW, like Azeroth, but you know every zone is ten to twenty times larger, like zones you could actually like. I would love to see now that we've seen huge game worlds like Breath of the Wild. I would love to see that in an MMO form where you feel like you could really get lost in one of the game zones. But that you also always know where you are and can always get to what you want to. Didn't everyone complain about the large zone that was like orcs? And it was enormous and everybody was like, oh, that zone sucks because you can't fly when you're at low levels playing all the quests in there. And it's so huge. Barons. Barons. Not, yeah, maybe the barons. It's like the initial zone. If you go back, I was was running through there. The one just south of the open yeah, it's very Yeah, the I was, I was so running huge. through there on foot. I can't remember why. For like an hour. But it was. Oh my god, it was so fucking big. Is it really? Yeah, yes. and it's just so annoying. When you fly, when you can fly somewhere and, and you go back and you run it, or you, you uh, even at like 40% speed or whatever, or 60% uh. speed, you're like, oh my god, this is going to take forever. Yeah, and it's like that's... few and far between the points. Of the <sighs> and I haven't, I haven't played Breath of the Wild, so maybe if it's an open, you know, huge world where there's interesting stuff to do everywhere. That's the idea. Because that was the thing about the Barrens, is that there was tons of space where it was just like random mobs and nothing interesting. Yeah. And no Here's the quest, stuff. you need to go to South Barrens right. to do this, and then come all the way back to turn it in. So... Just to be an asshole, we're going to make you go back down there again for the next quest. Yeah, and they have since... <laughs> Uh, that time you don't you don't have to go back to anybody to complete quests. No, you still still have to complete. You still don't always have to. Some, some so, quests yeah. will be you know bing and you'll complete it and you'll they'll give you another follow up quest or something. Right. Some quests. But when they did Cataclysm, they did clean up the original Vanilla and Burning Crusade quests that were really stupid and sent you all over the place for no reason. And they made them a lot more linear and so that you could do groups of quests along the way. Yeah. But it doesn't solve the size problem. There's got to be something interesting there, not just space. I think that <laughs> as long as you can get across the spaces easily or quickly, then if they can make them still big anyway, and so you have the option to either haul last to point A to point B, or if you want, you can go around. How do you okay. do that in Breath of the Wild? Uh, pretty much um, using the gliding system. So you're unlocking these tall towers, and that once you... Uh, unlock the tower by climbing to the top and it becomes a travel point and then you're on a tower and you can use this little hand glider type thing to go really far in a direction and skip over a whole bunch of land if possible plus the teleporting around lets you skip uh, 
some. So I would definitely want it to have not just hearthstoning, but and make it limited if, if if they want to. But like maybe every hour you get three or four teleports that let you just teleport to any point in the world. In Final um, Fantasy fourteen, they have teleports like that where you can skip around within zones, and there's still pretty big distances you have to travel sometimes. And for some reason, they have specifically picked one zone where a whole lot happens far up in the northeast corner, and the only place you can teleport is, like, kind of down to the center, like, south of the map. Yeah. So you're constantly having to run back and forth between those points to finish some stuff. But for the most part, you can do quite a bit of teleporting around in those games. I think they did a good job balancing needing to travel so that you can experience the zones, feel them, see them, and all that stuff, and being able to get the hell where you want to go. It's good in the mind. It's really pretty too. It's great. Yeah, and that's what I want from New WoW. And in good addition, graphics, it's just like music. better graphics and. But they're so better WoW. good with story. I think exactly. Blizzard is. Add in and you know, trying to get voice acting in there if possible. I mean, that would be difficult for the sheer yeah. number of I mean, quests. But... You know, I thought it was, um, you know, Star Wars Old, Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they did a lot of voice acting in that. They sure did. Um, was it? Did it? Was it just kind of a gimmick, or did it really like help you enjoy yeah, it? I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot better because I didn't have to read the fucking text. I could listen to it. Yeah, because with Wild Quest, you're you're like yep yep click click yep yep. yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, for yeah. something like that, because it's immersive, yeah, when a Twilight when a Twilight to... is sexually dressed provocatively and is telling me something, you're you listening. better believe I'm looking at her um, boobs listen. and not listening. <laughs> And I'm clicking. Checking okay, out yeah. that tendril that yeah, she wraps yeah, yeah, yeah. around her body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. All right, I, I've got the quest text. Quest text gone out. Let me zoom in. Oh yeah, I like oh. that. I like that idol oh. animation, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I love, I loved having uh, run around the new area in the old republic and then talking to me and so. And then the problem was once you got out in the real world, you kind of quit. You know, it was yeah. kind of a gimmicky Yeah, we've got tons of dialogue. I mean, they did have dialogue for the main quest line, for the stuff you were doing, mm-hmm. but all the side quest stuff was Yeah. You guys should consider getting Final Fantasy IV to try. I played it before. Because it's... I didn't get very far. I think I maybe got like five, six levels a year or something. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a major city and I was like, I don't care. The main, <laughs> the main storyline quests are like that, though, where they have a really good mixture of text and running, but there's also, like, good cinematics, good voice acting in those cinematics, and it's... The, the main thing I've had against Final Fantasy is the continuity. Every single one's different, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... <laughs> you don't have anything to do with the next one. It's kind of true. Yeah, no, I... I mean, they... they sh- I was confused, because 14's the only one I've ever played, and I didn't yeah. understand that there hadn't been 13... Previous ones that continued the same story. Had to do with, like, yeah. Yeah, well, and and it's funny that you say that, because when you start the game, you know, you are just this, like, traveler, and as you progress through the story, you learn that you're apparently some kind of God-endowed hero Hmm. that had done something in a past life, maybe, or that's they kind of allude to that, and so Hmm. I assumed that they were alluding to all of the heroics (laughs) that happened in the previous 13 games, and that's not true, I guess. Yeah, really, like, as far as what makes Final Fantasy game is they like to throw in certain enemies, like, oh, there's that enemy. Well, I know the that there's, games. like, the little cactus guy. Yeah, cactuars. Yep. And, the and Moogles. chocobos. Moogles. Um, 
and certain spells, like summons, are usually. But they're in not the game. part of the same world or stories. Nope. Hmm. Nothing to do with each other. Just they're the almost like. I think is the same. They're almost. You almost think of them as like not even the gameplay. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you'd almost think of them like alternate dimensions, yeah. where there's like some similarity through lines. But yeah, no. In fact, one thing about Final Fantasy is they specifically try to have a completely different combat system in every single game. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was still just RPG where you just I mean, it's spell RPG, and, but like, yeah, did stuff and turn sequences. No, because like I mean, they've done turn-based combat in the past, but usually the way the magic works, yeah. the way the usually it revolves around how you get your skills because there's like job systems that are like yeah. maps where you have to go across a map. Of, of skills, or like in Final Fantasy VII, there was the materia system where you actually get spells and 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 stat bonuses and whatnot that are these little gems that you slot into weapons, and then and if you want to get better weapons, that's got more slots on it and totally different. And then the latest Final Fantasy XV is a more active system where you kind of run around the field in 3D and you can pick some abilities, but mostly you're kind of like swinging your weapon and doing stuff actiony. Well, I think your party. Final Fantasy XIV is very like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. It is. And, 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 and the... It sounds like, it, not having played the previous ones, but it sounds like fourteen has got a combination of a lot of the previous ones. Yeah. There's materia in the game, and there's spellcasting. It's not turn-based, but... Yeah. It's 11, more of a 11 and 14 are their two online games, and they're more traditional MMORPG type games. It was, it was easy for me to pick up the combat, having played WoW for as long as I did. I didn't have any problems transitioning, but there's a lot of complexity to that game, too, and it was nothing that inspired me to do any game at all. Mm-hmm. I played for the story, and then I would unsubscribe until I had a new story patch come out. So, I don't know how we got on that topic, but... World of Warcraft 2. Yeah. Futuristic battle. Well, I mean, I think... Uh... But I think ultimately... Go ahead, sorry. No, oh, go ahead. No, well, I, I was just going to say, like, I would love to see a World of Warcraft 2 that's just bigger and more beautiful and maybe like a revamped combat and skill system. Revamp a lot of that stuff, toss some stuff that didn't work, add some new stuff. Just a completely different game. Well, yeah, I mean like a completely new game because that damn game came out in 2004, but still World of Warcraft because I like a lot of... Yeah, and I still like dark night elves and blood elves and... Do you feel like... Sexy trolls and boy, but you know... Do you feel like you need to have that leap or connection between World of Warcraft 1 to World of Warcraft 2? Do you mean like a, a major event that something, the something, game? Yeah, something that catalysts your 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 character from that, from that to this new game. Like you mm. want to be like the same the night elf that you're playing now. Is that World of Warcraft, mm. The World of Warcraft 2 wouldn't take off fail because people were too committed to World of Warcraft. I don't think so. I mean, I think you'd have that, just like EverQuest 1 and EverQuest 2, and to, your, to answer your question, no, I would want it to be a whole new system. Um, but knowing Blizzard, they would introduce such awesome stuff, and it would be so amazing. And again, because I, I, I think that there are people that still play World of Warcraft, but it's because it's kind of the best thing out there and they played it for years, but they're yeah. still kind of they're tired of it. And if you made a new one and it was as awesome as I would as I would expect Blizzard to make it, you'd have 
plenty of people going over. And the problem is, is that you wouldn't want to cannibalize. You're going to cannibalize. No, I think I think they'd be perfectly okay with cannibalizing because they would get so they would cannibalize some World of Warcraft people, but there are so many people. You're talking to one of them that don't play World of Warcraft because I've done that game. I have done the shit out of that game. I might come back for another expansion here. I don't know, maybe. But mostly, the last time I did that, I, I, I subscribed for a month and I said, "Fuck, it's World of Warcraft," you know. But if they made a new one with like all new graphics, all new, because I'm the kind of person that honestly, like, yeah, ooh, this game's pretty. That's a, that's a, that's a tick. That's a check mark for me. Ooh, this game is pretty. Ooh, this has big worlds. It's interesting and new. Yeah. I mean, because if you wanted to play WoW, you could just play WoW. Right. So you're gonna get they they would get so many people that either never played WoW or stopped playing WoW that would play this new game and would probably play the right. shit out of it. And I don't I don't I don't doubt that, but I think with that you would get people that would jump ship sure off the old version sure which would cause you know and that's why I say it would I don't I'm curious if we will see another monthly subscription game from Blizzard. Mm. Before World of Warcraft goes to free to play. I I want to know how much money they're really making off of. How many subscribers have they even got now? Yeah. I mean, is it really such a huge cash cow compared to what they could be making if they I, made a new game? I would then? like yeah. to see the subscribers, but then I'd also like to see the microtransaction right from gold, right? Yeah. Because I'd almost guarantee they make way more off of microtransactions now than they do subscribers. It's possible. So make it free-to-play and keep on with the microtransactions. And, you know, there's always going to be some hardcore nerds who are just totally committed to WoW because that's their whole identity as far as the gamer goes. And they're, right. They're not going to like anything different because they like WoW that much, and that's great. But they've got to be a minority. They've got to yeah. be a minority because at, at its height, it was 11 million subscribers, and there's not 11 million people playing today. But that means there's 10 million or 8 million or however many million people out there that are waiting to be tapped that would go for an immersive game like that because they did before. I mean, even even just from our own listenership, you know, everybody that listened to our podcast originally is because they played WoW back in its heyday. And there are so many of them that just don't play WoW. But they're all still into games and stuff. I just... I wonder how how, uh, much of a time commitment would be the right amount of time commitment for a new game. Because, like, what if WoW 2 required you to spend, you know, three to four nights a week, three to four hours a night if you wanted to do in-game content. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people that played WoW originally are now adults with jobs and mortgages and things to do, and I wonder how many of us, if the game was like that, would be turned off pretty quickly by the amount of time commitment. I think that's all interesting stuff, and I guarantee, I, I would be amazed if there are not regular weekly meetings of them trying to do that. Like they've, they've probably been trying to figure out how to do World of Warcraft too. Well, you've said it multiple times. One of the things you love about Overwatch is how you can be like, oh, I'm going to play Overwatch for 20 minutes, get mm-hmm. in and get out, you know, because you don't want to spend four hours a night grinding. Yeah. You just want to be able to jump in and play when you feel like it. And that's, that's definitely a feeling. You make fun of it if you want, but that's why I liked the Lego game I was playing. I could pick it up, play a couple missions, you know, put it up, and do adult things. So I could, see, I would definitely see a World of Warcraft two instituting. I mean, it's basically the instant system. Like I want to run this instance, queue me up into a party. Lots more of that, less Prep. rating. That's like, yeah, 
let's all get ready to raid. Let's do that for three or four hours tonight. But then aren't you cutting out that complexity that Matt and I were saying how much we wanted? Possibly. I'd like to think that you could... Maybe there's content that would appeal to both crowds. Yeah. I just think compartmentalization is what you have to do with a new MMO. You have to make it so that your experience is unique, but also my experience is what I want, you know, what I want and is unique to me. And mm-hmm. You got to make sure that, so you have the looking for raid aspect, which gives you a quick, you know, quick fix. You have the stuff for Jennifer that is you know, harder, more difficult, makes it worth it, makes it makes it feel like you've accomplished stuff, mm-hmm. but gives you much stronger reward system so that you do feel like you've accomplished stuff. But then you have other people, you know, that would be like, yeah, you know, you have to. It, it, I think that's the biggest problem right now. That's the biggest hurdle is the is figuring out how to get everybody happy. Mm. But you know, you were talking about your toilet paper stats. You've got to know the wild got tons of stats about oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who does what. You know, what kind of player yeah. you know subscribes for X amount of months, and what activities that person does. Who are the guys that log in every day, or once a week, or once a month, and what do those people do? You know, they've got to get tons of feedback from people. They can look on their forums. It's tied to your username. See what people are saying about you know why they're doing what they're doing. Maybe maybe they make two different games. Maybe they make a casual MMO well, that, and a hardcore that's the MMO. The problem though is they have to. They may have decided that the statistics don't don't favor making new new a new MMO because of the diversity of today's game playing and everything like that. And that's why they keep making single player games or games that are just quick, like Overwatch, where it's just quick. That's too bad, though, because surely MMOs have got to be a niche market. And even if even if you can't get 11 million people to do it, if you did have a subscription-based model, maybe it would be I worth think... it. Even though you're not going to make billions of dollars from it, you can make hundreds of thousands and maybe even millions of dollars from it. Isn't think, that enough to strive uh, for these days? I think World yeah. of Warcraft... I think, I think the investment is the biggest problem. Yeah. To make I mean, something that big? Yeah, because we've seen... I don't know how many MMOs try to be the WoW killer and everything. I think WoW just was at the right time and it did the right things. And when, when, I don't think it's going to be a while because I thought um, Citizen, that Star, uh, oh, yeah. Citizen, Star Citizen. Yeah, I thought that was going to be like the be- the next, you know, the next thing. And it might still be, but um, it's still still development. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, I thought we were going to have, like, a VR thing or something like, Mm -hmm. some kind of, something that was going to come in and take and become the the one thing for that. Ready Player One. Yeah. Right. And I just don't, I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I just don't. Not anytime soon. But I would bet that within the next 20 years. I think that, so virtual reality has been around for... (laughs) I need a game now. I don't want to wait well, twenty years. Well, I'm just, I'm, you know, we're being pie in the sky right now. But virtual reality has been around since like the '80s. They yeah. had virtual yeah. reality. Well, more man. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had you had Virtual Boy. You had different. Like you look at the history, you don't know about most of this shit. But they yeah. had virtual reality stuff. Battle Zone back yeah. in the day, arcade yeah. version. It was just that it was cumbersome and not great. Low refresh rate, low screens, low or low resolution. This was a 
the most recent thing is a big leap, but there are still major hurdles. We're seeing them right now where sales are kind of stagnating because the screen resolutions aren't big enough for what people want to see. The headsets are wired and you've got to have like cameras all over your room and it's finicky and it's difficult to set up. And you listen to um, podcasts from games enthusiasts like Waypoint and they talk about this kind of thing where like the headset's sitting in the corner because they're like, oh, I kind of like to play that. But then they think like, oh, I've got to get it set up and make sure everything's working right. Make sure the camera's picking up and whatnot. And plus there's a wire. Like the next step within hopefully five or ten years you're going to see wireless headsets where maybe you put like a couple strips on the wall or something and then it's done and the, then the headset is wireless and it's light and you don't need a certain room space and those strips are like looking at everything in your room and it's and it's projecting everything correctly so that you don't run into something and then <laughs> all you do is you go, oh, I want to play that. You pick it up and put it on and you're just like in the Ready Player One trailer. You're like, and you've got the haptic gloves and you're good to go. And once that gets up and running and gets super popular, because it will be, because that's the kind of ease that's going to get everybody in, then you're going to have somebody like a Blizzard or a Valve come along, and they're going to make the Oasis. Oh my god, the Immersive MMO would be so cool. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, like a really good one that has, like, good checks to make sure people aren't being shitheads too much. But yeah. <laughs> There's got to be at least some shit every. Yeah, basically the Oasis, if you have Red Rider Player One, Ready Player One, where you put that stuff on and you hop in and maybe you get into your, like, spaceship and you fly off to another planet and this is the planet where you can play, like, old school D&D with some friends, the ones living in one part of the uh, part of the country and you go in and it's, and it's actually just a recreation of, like, 1982. Basement. Uh, and you just look like regular people. There's not even, like, a fan, super crazy element, but it's a way to play D&D with some friends, and it's going to be that kind of Oasis thing, and that's when it's going to really hit and be amazing. And Hopefully they'll be competitors, because I'm a firm believer that when one company is the one, is the one making this amazing thing for you, then they tend to overcharge for things and microtransactions and kind of be shitty because they don't have to be good. But, but they never last. It's true. Microsoft. Everybody All it thought, takes is someone else to say, this is bullshit and we can do it better. Yep. Alright, uh, well, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all we got to talk about. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about anything else before we leave? Uh, not at the moment. Alright, let me check and see if we got any letters. I don't think we did. Oh, um, Alex wrote in and says, Sabrina the Teenage Witch comic. Uh, Dear Outlanders, hey guys, just writing in to say that Sabrina the Teenage Witch was a comic first. Sabrina debuted in Archie's Madhouse number 22 in 1962. Wow. Uh, Also, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is getting a new show on Netflix based on the comic launched in 2014 called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Everything's going to get a new show on Netflix. Everything's yeah. going to be on Netflix. The show was Netflix. Originally... That'll be what you'll log into. You'll put your Netflix goggles on, and you're like, okay, and you'll just be able to like go through whatever show. You'll be able to get to play like Orange is the New Black circa 2013. And then it'll get shitty and they'll charge too much. Yeah. The show was originally going to be on CW like Riverdale and be connected to it like the DC superhero shows on CW. 
are connected to each other. But then Netflix offered the producers a two-season straight-to-production order that CW couldn't match. Hmm. They were, they could only offer ones. Keep on ro- rocking, Alex. He's a drain eye monk. I'm back. I do see some sort of collapse from Netflix sooner than later because they have just they're just all in. Like, yep, green light, green light, green light. Yep, yep. Spend money here, whatever. Well, I guess, and I know they're getting a lot of money, but I'm surprised. I, I really, I I don't see them uh, collapsing. I see them maybe splitting off into another tier of subscription for for Netflix content, you know, premium. Like premium content, which would be like the shows that they are producing and stuff. Mm. Like I, right now, I think they're bu- bu- building their portfolio, mm-hmm. and I can definitely see them splitting off and making a new tier of subscription, like maybe like an extra $3, $4 a month. Yeah. You would get into that Marvel... Uh, and all mm. the all these shows that they're producing and everything, movies they're bringing in, yeah. Um, and maybe you know after a certain amount, you know maybe like a six month window, yeah, those would drop down into the regular Netflix. It would just be, you know, we'll see. It's they're, a- I was about to say, they're about to get a lot of um, competition once Disney get it get this shit up and running. Yeah, because we know that Disney has decided they're going to do their own. You know, Disney Channel type streaming service and obviously it's going to have Marvel, it's going to have Star Wars and Disney's probably looking at Netflix and even if no one knows the numbers from Netflix you, you gotta be dumb to not see that Netflix screens lights this, that and the other so they must be making bukus of money and Disney's probably like why don't we just launch a competitor to Netflix with all the shit we have and make a new Star Wars show they said they're making a new Star Wars show I would expect to see that like as a pilot headlighting thing for whatever Disney does and that'll make Netflix better yeah and you know Disney owns ABC yeah uh, what other networks do they, they own ESPN tons of other networks that's really too bad though so, because it's almost like you know the whole Google or Android versus Apple versus Amazon shit that we're in now because I don't want to subscribe to six different services mm-hmm. so that I can get the content that I want I want yeah. it all to be in one place and it's also really risky business model if you think about it at its heart because Netflix business model totally relies on a resource that they have zero control over which is internet high speed internet services and if there's any conflicts with the companies that own the high speed internet services they're fucked you know with the whole uh, net neutrality debate it kind of made me start thinking about how Netflix has put all this money into something that it could just go poof overnight if, if download speeds are throttled, if, you know, all of these things that are completely outside of their control happen by these big media companies. And isn't Comcast an owner of NBC and a bunch of other networks? So it's yeah. already like, so Comcast Universal. is going to be pushing its, its content. Mm-hmm. Netflix isn't owned by any of those big media companies. I'm sure Disney has got some cable companies. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We and don't know what's happening in the background. You know, we don't yeah. know in the corporate room what's happening. You know, I just know as a consumer, I don't want to pay six different subscription fees because then I'm back up to a hundred dollars a month, and mm-hmm. I might as well just have a cable package. Yeah, you know, there's got to be a way for me to be able to consume the content I want without paying, you know, the equivalent of all of my utility bills per month. Except even worse, that cable package is not going to include the Netflix right. and the Amazon Prime originals and the Disney originals and all that. I don't know. I feel like. 
you know, television networks will probably in the next 10 to 20 years be, they'll be around, but turning on a TV and getting TV through your cable, like, that's going to go away. Like, airway and broadcasting is really kind of an archaic thing. Yeah. Well, it's just kind of, like, there's a moment in history where people are going to look back on that and go, wow, people used to do this? Mm -hmm. Why did we do this? We built these huge towers and beamed these beams into people's homes, and that's how you, you know, you got your entertainment? Yeah. I don't know. Because I watch football. There'll be people that don't have, that don't want to pay the subscription. Mm. Uh, they'll still get, you know, antennas. And they'll still now how they're going to track that. You know, I don't know how they track that anymore. I don't know. Oh, like the Niels whole Nielsen Yeah, thing. I don't know how they track airwave signals. You know, how many households are getting that? Well, they did back in the day before cable came along. Surely. I'm a but you know, you say people like me, but I'm already fairly unhappy about my choices or media environment because I'll keep an antenna because I want to watch football. Sorry, I just got some crazy. <laughs> please, please. I want. I have a Netflix subscription and I have the access to Amazon Prime, but I'm not going to pay for Hulu. I don't want to pay for one more service. But I'm already missing out on content that I'd like to watch because there's shows on cable that I'd love to watch that aren't going to be on Netflix or Amazon Prime. And there's shows even on network TV that I've watched, but I don't want to watch commercials. Mm -hmm. So even if I have an antenna, I'm not going to watch them because I hate sitting through commercials. That's it's bad enough the, during football games. It's exactly what I was about to say. Like last season is the least amount of football I've watched in seven years, probably because you're watching a game. Like especially if it's a primetime game, because like if you get red zone or something, awesome shit happening all the time. But um. They play the same, and there's an annoying ad, and they play it at every commercial yep. break. And there's a commercial break every, you know, three minutes during a football game, yeah. and it's that same fucking annoying commercial. My dad's gotten to the point where we're watching football together, and he'll mute the TV when when certain commercials come on, but it's more and more and more of them. Ugh. It's like, why are we even watching this? Let's just put it on the DVR and watch it later so we can fast forward. Yeah. Thank God for phone, so at least you can look down at something you give a shit about while it's, the commercials well, are Well, I definitely on. think Amazon Prime is... I think more things are going to have to go that route, I would think, where you get other things out of your subscription other than just the one thing. Yeah. Like, I, I'm really, I was really surprised, but I guess it was because they lost, they were losing money, was when Netflix split off and was like, okay, you can't do the DVDs, you know, you can do the DVDs or you can do mm -hmm. the internet or you can do both if you pay a lot more money. I was really surprised by that just from a, from a, Benefits perspective of like that's the award to get, you know, right? You can see basically anything because you can yeah. either get it instantly with streaming or if it's right. not in their library, they're basically blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you can see almost anything. Almost, inst I mean, a new movie comes out on Blu-ray or something. You can, I think, you can actually still get it through the DVD, through a Blu-ray DVD or whatever on Netflix. The day it comes out, mm. but you just don't know that because you don't have that. Nobody has that service. I was yeah. actually thinking I, about getting that service <laughs> because people always give me crap about all these classic like sci-fi fantasy movies and things that I haven't seen. And there's lots of older stuff that I'd like to see, but you can't get it at the Redbox. Yeah. It's not on Netflix. And every once in a while, one of them will come up on Amazon Prime. But I've got 
you know, 15 other things that I'm watching, and then it's gone again. And, yeah, and having the DVD service, you could request them whenever you wanted. Stuff like that, I usually end up, like, eventually waiting and seeing, like, oh, it's on sale for, like, the actual thing for 7 or $8 on Amazon, so I'll just order it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like it, then, like... Just got this Blu-ray. Plus, and then it's just a lot of money on it. But one more thing in your house, exactly. <laughs> Store. So yeah, I I was actually thinking about going and picking up that disc plan, but I didn't. I wasn't even sure if it still existed. Yeah, I have. I didn't. I don't even think about it until Matt said yeah. something about it. I literally don't even think about it because at this point, you want to see something go to Redbox. It just came out. But yeah, like well, Redbox. What if you want to watch Alien? Yeah, Redbox only has, I mean, they'll do, it's weird, they'll do, like, we're doing these old movies right now, but most of the time it's just what's come out in the last six months. Uh, I'm, about to, I'm about to put a timestamp on this podcast because of, uh, Stephen Hawking has died. Oh my god. Yeah. Died at 76. Talk about a guy that has uh, really gone above any expectations of life. Yeah, because right? yeah. I mean, what he was for? He was he was basically told in like his twenties that he wouldn't make it, you know, more than a few years or something like that. Right? Yeah, like his average lifespan because of his degenerative disease was going to maybe take him into his thirties. I mean, my God! And then meanwhile, he went on to be one of the most brilliant minds of our generation, yeah. which is amazing. I had always John. That was Stephen Hawking's origin. Like he was, you know, you know, an an up-and-coming like all-star, all-American football player, straight A's, whatever. And Mm -hmm. he's like working in in his you know professor's lab or whatever. And he he he's writing on the chalkboard this equation or something. And he's like, I got it. And then, like, it caused, like, something to happen in his brain. And just, <laughs> Broke his motor function yeah, entirely. Yeah, just, like, such just a, shattered. Literally the, exa- the only example of someone's mind being blown. <laughs> yeah. And it just caused, like, that was, like, him hitting 30% of his brain capacity or something. You know, that was the... The highest was, anyone's ever hit, yeah, but still only 30. Size, <laughs> that was the side effect of, like, oh, oh, man, you know, once science figures out how to handle that in your yeah. brain. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, he was all theoretical, right? I mean, he was a lot of theoretical. He, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to act like I know a lot of what he's done, except to know that he's helped shape be- better form physics, mm-hmm. especially astrophysics for us, and, and, and I think helps scientists kind of understand things better or you know, reshape what we currently know of the, the universe. He was the first person that ever explained how the black hole works. That's right. And all he could do was move his finger and his eyes. I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. But I think more importantly for like today and the issues that we deal with today, he was someone that made people interested in science and aware that even if something seems inexplicable, there's probably good scientific method to explain it and good scientific reason for it. Yeah. That's so important in our current culture and climate. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, and in today's world, I think we try to push more STEM stuff now more than ever. I think we do. 
That's good. So, you know, it's 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 uh, disheartening when you lose uh, a prolific member of that. Yeah. Of that, especially in this day and age. Yeah, no joke. So, um, wow. all right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, we're gonna stop the podcast. Uh, if you like, send us an email. You can do so at letter at atlantishpodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook. You can go to Facebook.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Atlantis Cash. You can follow me at Atlantis Matt. Follow Justin at Atlantis Beats. Follow Jeremy at Atlantis Jer. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer Whatnot. True. Uh, thanks for listening to episode 388 of Atlantis Podcast. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks probably for 389. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Say, right, there you go. say, thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you, Outlandish. Good enough.